0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the NFL Heads Podcast. My name is Sid Kalyani, I'm here with Josh Hippen, and today we're going to be reviewing all of the games from Week 8, the halfway point of the NFL season, starting with Thursday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers against the Arizona Cardinals, with Green Bay winning a close one, 24-21, and handing Arizona their first loss of the season. Now, Josh, I know that the Packers had a bunch of injuries, and also Robert Tunyon uh, got a torn ACL in this game. But they somehow won this game against it, the Cardinals.
1: It really helped that A.J. Green decided to retire mid-play on the last play. Of the oh, game. yeah.
0: I I don't know what was up, if he thought it was a run play or not, but that was just... That, that, that seemed really dumb on his part. I don't...
1: One of the worst plays I've ever seen, and one of the best plays I've seen by a defensive back.
0: Yeah. Um... I mean, the stats, they don't show Aaron Rodgers having that good of a game. But then, let's remember, he was playing without uh, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Marquez valdez Scandling, And Tunyon
1: for the rest of this game and for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. So...
1: Um should be mentioned as well that um DeAndre Hopkins wasn't really that active in this game. He is questionable with an injury now. So that's really going to hurt the Cardinals down
0: the road. Yeah, definitely. And also now that JJ Watts out for the season. Oh, yeah, that's a big loss. Yeah. Not as big because they have Chandler Jones, but still very big. Now they're but now they can just watch out for Chandler Jones. Yeah. Instead of just watching both sides. Mm. I mean, right now, I'm not that worried about the Cardinals yet, unless they lose, like, maybe one more, two more games. Then I'm starting, I'll, I am starting. I'd start to get a bit worried. Well, on the track record
1: that these two teams are going on, they're going to meet again in the NFC Championship, which means that we should have no concerns for the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on to our next game, we have the Carolina Panthers against the Atlanta Falcons. Carolina started 3-0, and lost their next four, and snapped that streak today by beating the Panthers. Though, be it Sam Darnold didn't really have that good of a game.
1: And he got injured at the end with a concussion. So, yes. I think they're going to be starting P.J. Walker down the road, which is a rough sell to the rest of your fan base, to say the least.
0: I mean, I saw a little bit of his gameplay when he was in the XFL You watched XFL tape? Yes, I did watch XFL tape because I was bored. Um, I'm pretty sure he he did win XFL MVP. So there's that to look forward to. But this is the NFL, not the XFL. So we'll have to see. Um, For the Falcons, they were on a nice three-game win streak until now. Um, Not really anything going well for them. Matt Ryan throwing two picks, and the running game not doing so well either.
1: I did what every
0: desperate Falcons fan
1: does and got myself really hyped up about the Falcons making some sort of a run, and today I realized that that was completely fictitious, and they're going to go 8-9 and nine this year, and they're going to be mediocre just like they do every year, and I just
0: have to accept it and move on. Yeah, but... I mean, they're only one game under five hundred. I don't care. This this team,
1: if if they can't beat the Panthers, I don't want them in the playoffs. Yeah, if they can't beat Sam Darnold and P. J. Walker.
0: Yeah, they they lost by six points. I I kind of expected them to win this game after how bad the Panthers have been playing the pa- mm. the previous couple of weeks
1: and how well the Falcons' offense has been playing. Oh yeah,
0: Panthers defense, by the way, nothing special. Yeah. So okay, average. All right. Well, let's move on to the next game. Miami against Buffalo. Buffalo winning 26 to 11. The first half of this game, it was tied 3-3, and I was just a tad a tad bit worried. And then you know the Bills, they became the Bills again. So there's that. Uh the Dolphins are 1 and 7. Yeah, they're they're a disappointment this season. I expected them to probably be contenders for a wild card spot, and uh, now they're in contention for the number one pick. Well,
1: I do think that in that you have to consider that, that we've had a lot of good NFC, or AFC East, rather, play, coupled with a quarterback injury and a pretty tough schedule. Um, so that really plays into how the Dolphins have been playing, and even if they get a top five pick, which it does look like they will, I think that's okay for now, because the best thing you can do is really stand behind Tua Tungavailoa as as an organization and get some weapons around him. You already got Jalen Waddle, which is looking pretty good, um, but you want... You want some more people around him, so it would be good to build around him in the draft. You've got a nice little easy game against the Texans coming up next week, so that's really going to help out. And I'm not too worried about this Dolphins team. I like Brian Flores as their head coach. I do think they'll put it together eventually, just not this season. Yeah. Not with, not with all the bad luck that they've had.
0: Yeah, and then a bunch of people talking about, is to a actually going to be their franchise quarterback and them questioning that i think it is right he's he's injured honestly they're not one in seven up to this point if he plays all these games
1: i don't know about franchise quarterback because i haven't seen enough to prove otherwise but what i have seen it is that there's a remarkable difference between him
0: and jacoby Brissett. yeah so maybe they get a top five pick at the end of this season but, hey, that's just that, That's the way it is. They've been hit with a lot of bad luck, as you said.
1: Um, yeah, and a top-five pick doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world.
0: Yeah. All right, well, moving on to the next game, we have the San Francisco 49ers and the Chicago Bears with San Francisco winning 33-22. to Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, he looked not bad. 17-28, um, of 322 passing yards, no touchdowns, but also no interceptions. Well, two rushing touchdowns. He had two rushing touchdowns. Their running game is back to what we'd expect the 49ers running game to be. With Elijah Mitchell getting 18 carries, 137 yards, and one touchdown. Debo Samuel going over 170 receiving yards on six receptions. So the 49ers overall played a pretty good game. Now, the Bears, Justin Fields is still having his struggles. 19 of 27, 175 passing yards, a touchdown, and an interception. He did go over 100 rushing yards with a rushing touchdown. That's the first time in the season that that's happened, right? I believe so, yes. Okay. Um, Darnell Mooney was their leading receiver at 64 yards. What I'm concerned about for the Bears is... Yeah, their organization and coaching's kind of a struggle. They they have their problems, but one thing I look at that I'm kind of disappointed at is Allen Robinson. He is their top wide receiver. Why are you only targeting him four times? Yeah, that's a rough uh that's a rough thing when you're
1: doing that. Um it's also really going to hurt his value uh coming into 2022 he's going to be a free agent and he's playing off of the franchise tag right now. Oh, yes. Uh based on what's happening here, I just don't think that Justin Fields has enough rapport with uh Robinson's weren't keeping him around, so this is probably going to be his last season in Chicago. Yeah. He's been wanting to get out of that situation for a while anyway. Yeah. So that's really going to hurt the Bears, and I think really everything they're doing is just shooting themselves in the foot right now. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, I don't, th- I don't think Justin Fields is playing poorly, but if Matt Nagy wants to keep his job, he should probably start Dalton instead.
0: Yeah, I think you have to give uh, Fields time to develop... I feel like because this just isn't working. Right yeah, now. I feel like he pushed him in way too early. Um, if this was Andy Dalton playing like this, then it would seem kind of expected. Um, but you know, this this just this Bears team isn't good, and I mean Justin Fields is doing some
1: nice things, and maybe the move would have been to. Uh, start him instead of Dalton. Once he struggles, just let Dalton do his thing when he comes back. Um, and then maybe put Fields back in week 13, 14, something like that. Yep. I don't know. If if the season's not going to matter to you that much, which it looks like for the Bears, they've kind of accepted that it doesn't matter by saying that they're starting Fields and they're going to develop Fields, then I guess this is okay. But if you wanted to save the season, you, you go with Dalton. Or save your job if you're Matt Nagy.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on to our next game. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Pittsburgh winning 15-10. to 10.
1: Boy, what a terrible game.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, this... I'm slightly concerned now for this Browns offense. Yes, they did have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb back. Baker Mayfield was also back. But they scored 10 points on a Steelers defense, which I think they should have scored more than 10 points on.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Um the Steelers Najee Harris had 91 yards. Big Ben looked okay. Um but I this this Browns team has gotten me slightly concerned right now. They're last in the AFC North. Well, I think that if there's anything
1: to be concerned about, it's not the Browns, because I think this a division race is going to last until the very end. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think we are anywhere near having a decided team. It's the Browns, the Steelers, the Ravens, and... The Bengals. The Bengals. Yep. So that's like a... That is... Those are three teams that could contend for first in the Steelers, so that's pretty competitive. Yeah. Well, I guess the Steelers just beat the Browns, so... There are four teams that could potentially compete for first, even though the Bengals are the front runner. What I'm more concerned about is Najee Harris, who has um, a very innate ability to read the field, but I think his running ability is just not at an NFL level yet. So that's really hurting him and hurting his yards per carry, hurting his play on the field. Everything is just not really going as expected
0: for Najee Harris. Yeah. I mean his his play he seems like he knows what he's doing but then when he ends up like going for whatever he's trying to do it just seems to end up poorly whether he's you know trying to run over someone or hurdle you know cuz he's known for hurdling I don't know it just it doesn't seem like him when he was at Bama
1: yeah And maybe that's a little bit of an overdraft, but uh, that's okay. They still are getting plenty of value out of their second-round tight end, Pat Fryermuth, who had a really, really great end-zone grab, kind of the defining game-winning grab of the day. Yep. So that's someone that they can at least be excited about. Yeah. After uh, the departure of Heath Miller in 2015, and then they had Jesse James, Vance McDonald, Eric Ebron. They finally have a tight end that they can trust.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on to our next game. We have the Philadelphia Eagles and the Detroit Lions with Philadelphia blowing out Detroit 44-6. Said,
1: I have a question for you. Yep. Do you still think that Detroit is better than the Giants? Oh, absolutely not. Very good. Yeah. Next question.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, New York, they, they played pretty well or pretty good um, on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Detroit on Sunday, no. 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 Two fields. Or is it two field goals? Yeah, or two f- two field goals. Or no, it was a it was a touchdown. touchdown with the failed two points. Lovely. Yeah, but this doesn't give me this doesn't give any hype to the Eagles because you know they face the Lions. Uh, yeah. Jalen Hurts had only a hundred and three um, passing yards, seventy one rushing yards. Um, they're they're still not that good i don't think they're gonna be contending with dallas because dallas is at a completely different level right now
1: well yeah i agree with that Uh, i think dallas is the clear front runner for their division honestly it's sort of a multiple choice how you want to beat the lions just whichever game you kind of want to improve on just drill that game over and over again because no matter what you do you're going to beat the lions yeah so They really wanted to work on developing Boston Scott and Jordan Howard in their running game, so what the heck, give them each two
0: touchdowns. Yeah. And, you know, the Lions, still the Lions. Yeah. Most likely going to get the number one pick. Oh, they're definitely getting it. There's no team that's worse than them. I will be really surprised if they get a win. Uh, Uh, I mean, I don't know the remaining schedule. Unless they face the Texans. The Texans should beat them. I'm more concerned about them
1: facing a division rival and just getting lucky. Because those are I feel like those are the games they're going to be most committed in. Because think about how hard it is to lose all of your games. Yeah, that is... That's very- something that's only been done twice yeah. in NFL history. Yeah. And it's been done by worse teams than this Lions team. Far worse. You remember the 17 Browns?
0: Oh, gotta love them.
1: So, I mean, this is... To be sure, it's a bad team, but I do not think it's an 0-17 team quite yet, just because out of pure luck, out of pure analytical luck, they should just win one of these games just to win them.
0: Yeah. If they don't win one of them, then fold the Lions. Though one of the funniest things I came up with was, this this was a tough um, pick for you, but... Uh, let's say it's Sunday night football. Lions versus Vikings. Who are you taking? Oh, God. Um, you got Kirk Cousins on primetime. Lions. Really?
1: Yep. In all seriousness, if the Lions were playing the Vikings on primetime, I would pick the Lions. That's how much faith I have in Kirk Cousins in primetime. All right. He just lost to Cooper Freaking Rush. That's horrible. Cooper Rush has never played a down in the NFL. The most he's done, and we'll talk about it with the game. Yeah. Let's also mention
0: that, you know, this was a week for backups. Yeah, well... Good backup play. All right. Moving on to our next game. You have the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts with Tennessee... Winning in overtime, thirty four to thirty one. But
1: it this was not really a victory for Tennessee. Yeah, because
0: they did lose Derrick Henry to a foot injury. He is expected to be out six to ten weeks. <laughs> they did sign Adrian Peterson, but he's thirty six year, years old. He's not going to get thirty carries like Derrick Henry. They have to change their game plan now. It's okay. They can give those carries to Jeremy McNichols. That is true, but Der- give J- him the ball. I don't think Jeremy McNichols. Is Derrick Henry... No, of course he's not.
1: He's also... He's a lot more of a... um, Receiving. Yeah, he's more of a receiver prototype back. He's a third down back. He's kind of a do-it-all back. He's not the strongest pure runner. But I really want to see him get the ball more and move part of this offense. Um, Adrian Peterson, what is he, like 67 years old? He's not going to be moving the offense at all. I say that and then he's going to get like eight rushing touchdowns and... Like end the season on the Pro Bowl roster, but um, I really want to see what Jeremy McNichols can do with this football.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, they they're not gonna have thirty carries, so they're Ryan Tannehill is definitely gonna have to step it step it up if they want to, you know, keep their dominance in the AFC South. And that's
1: a really tough proposition too, because Ryan Tannehill has AJ Brown to spread the ball to. And that's pretty much it, because Julio Jones has spent most of this year out with an injury. Um, Jeff Swaim and Michael Pruitt are not really the strongest tight end options you can have. Yep. So they're really going to have to rely on Brown and McNichols in the passing game. And how well is that really going to hold up against some of these stronger opponents? Yeah,
0: and then for the Colts, they didn't... Seem that bad, except for that last throw that Carson Wentz had in overtime. He threw to three people. He, he threw into triple coverage. Like, why would you do that? I I've been hearing a lot of these stats
1: about how well Carson Wentz has been playing this year, and um, watch a watch a Colts game. That's all I would say. Because he misses a lot of throws. He gets lucky on a lot of really close interceptions. There's one that uh yesterday or not yesterday, last week that Emmanuel Mosley should have caught twice. And it, I mean, Carson Wentz is an incredibly lucky quarterback this year. The Colts are 3 and 5 and with their roster talent, they should be more like the Titans record. And it, they they have an inability to close out games that reminds you a little bit of the Minnesota Vikings. So, I am really, really down on Carson Wentz. I'm really down on the Colts, and I don't think they're doing a good job at all this year. Yeah. Especially after Carson Wentz's horrible, horrible decision in the backfield near the fourth quarter. I'm sure you saw it, Said It was on all the highlight reels. He's throwing out of a sack. It basically goes backwards, right into the arms of defender, and they run like eight yards for a touchdown.
0: Mm. He's making really poor decisions. Yeah. Like... I mean he he has his talent, like Michael Pittman Junior, Jonathan Taylor, the talent that they have, especially when they get back T.Y. Hilton, they have potential to TY Hilton is not getting it done anymore. Maybe not. But the the rest of the team, they have talent to possibly be contenders in the AFC South. Zach Pascal. Yes. But Carson Wentz is doing some suspicious things. No, I think he's just playing quarterback to his potential.
1: And that's to be a really turnover prone quarterback that gets injured by week ten and is pretty okay for the entire year. He's like a he's like
0: a rich man's Jameis Winston. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, let's move on to our next game. Your your least favorite game. I'm assuming we Can have. Can
1: we interject with one thing really quick? I'm sorry. Um, for the Falcons game, we did forget to mention that Calvin Ridley is retired.
0: Yes, Calvin, or he's stepping away from the game due to mental health.
1: I think the last time someone did that, it was Telvin Smith, and he got arrested.
0: Yep, but... So...
1: Yes. Yeah. There's that. I'm going to be picking a lot more Falcons losses. Yeah. Especially after this game.
0: But, I'm sorry, keep going. All right, moving on, we have the Cincinnati Bengals and the New York Jets with New York winning thirty four to thirty white uh, thirty one <laughs> I got to ahead myself but Mike White four hundred and five passing yards three touchdowns he did have two picks but the Jets won against sculpture. the
1: sculpture. I mean come on I'm ready to ordain Mike White if, right. if Mike White can do that with this offense screw it trade Zach Wilson
0: yeah because this this definitely begs the question should Zach Wilson be the starter Look, obviously, like we're getting ahead of ourselves. Zach Wilson's going to be the starter, unless Mike White does this three more times. Yeah, I mean, this is just one game. Maybe it was luck, maybe it wasn't. They do face the Colts Thursday night, so we'll have... good, they'll win. (laughs) Wow. I mean, yeah. um, Cincinnati, I don't think the offense played that bad, but, I mean... Joe Mixon had only 33 yards on the ground. Um, Jamar Chase had 32 receiving yards, something that we're not used to at all. He's usually over 100-plus. He still had a touchdown. He'll be yeah. um Yeah. I mean, the offense didn't look that bad. I think it was the defense that was the problem. I mean, how do you give up 34 points to the Jets?
1: Well, I think these Mike White Jets are different than the Zach Wilson Jets. Maybe. As much as it pains me to say... I can't get behind Zach Wilson anymore after watching this. I just can't. Because he's never had this type of... Mike White is a first-time starter.
0: This was his first NFL start ever. First NFL snap, I think, after his first game. And it, uh, I will say, last week, I did call Mike White... I did say that he looked like an auto-generated uh, rookie from Madden. Oh, that's different. And I will say, right... That when you're playing Madden, they're always when they auto generate your rookies, the quarterback position usually always sucks, right? And I expected him That's to be true. like one of those, but then every now and then there's always one rookie group where the one of the quarterbacks is actually in an 80s as a rookie and he's a superstar development and he somehow becomes the next Tom Brady. And Joe Montana and Peyton Manning. So we're calling Mike White the next Tom Brady. No. Get that on record. <laughs> Sid said that. Mike White is the next Tom Brady. No. I'm saying he looks like he's one of those. But we have to see the next couple of games. <laughs> if he throws four picks against the Colts, then we'll definitely see. This was probably a fluke game.
1: I equated this more to in Madden 17 when you would... uh make it to the playoffs in franchise mode but your quarterback would get injured so you'd sign Ryan Griffin off the streets and he'd pass for four hundred yards for five straight. Ah uh, I
0: remember that.
1: That was that was one of my favorite traditions. Yeah. That
0: was that that was really weird. But well you know we'll have to see next week. Alright, moving on to our next game, we have the Los Angeles Rams and the Houston Texans with the Rams Surprisingly, winning over the Texans. There were we, quotation
1: marks there. I, I put air quotes on that. One of the two games that was at one point thirty eight zero.
0: Yep, and then the Texans scored twenty two in the fourth quarter, but you know, they're they're the Texans. Uh I, I did wonder at one point why Houston was down
1: as much as it was, and then I looked and they were starting Davis Mills and, instead of Terod Taylor, and I stopped caring.
0: Yep, and this Rams Rams team overall is really good. And if you didn't hear, Von Miller was traded to the Rams for a 2022 second and third round pick. Yes, for everyone living under a rock who didn't hear. Yes, so that defense is going to get bolstered a lot. Yeah, Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Some may say he's getting old. Me, I I think he's still a top pass rusher in the league. Maybe not as good as what he once was, but still pretty good. And then you have Jalen Ramsey locking down everyone. So the Rams, they're making... It's Super Bowl or bust for them right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's safe to say. Especially now that they have a competent quarterback in Stafford. You know, it is Super Bowl or bust. They have potential to be in the Super Bowl. Well, I think Jared Goff
1: was competent for all the, for all the maligning we give him. And I think it, like... It speaks to how bad Detroit is, that he's probably soon to be benched there. Um, but yeah, Matthew Stafford is clearly an upgrade, and I think Los Angeles is a Super Bowl or bus team, and I think they have a, like more
0: than enough potential to do it. And it, just, it seems so nice that Stafford is finally out of Detroit and into a team that deserves him. We That's finally true. are seeing how well Stafford can play. And then as for the Texans, please start Tyrod Taylor. Get him in there as soon as possible. There are so many puff pieces out there about,
1: like, ooh, Davis Mills is earning the turn. Shut up. Did you watch Tyrod Taylor for the first week and a half of the season? He was off. He was going off. He lit the league on fire. I mean, yeah, Please. I will not listen to a sports writer who has the opinion that Davis Mills should start any more football than he has to. I am
0: tired of Davis Mills. Get him out of my life, please, and thank you. Agreed. Well, hopefully they start him soon, or else, you know, they might lose for the rest of the season. Maybe. maybe. On the, like,
1: on the Josh Allen to Kirk Cousins whipping boy scale for quarterbacks... I'd say Davis Mills is right here, right have, next to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, right, right next to Kirk Cousins. He's in. He's in between Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith.
0: Yeah, and that's not somewhere you want to be. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, well, let's move on to our next game. We have the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Chargers. New England called Eng-
1: the trap game.
0: This was a trap game indeed. New England won twenty-seven to twenty-four. Herbert, um. He was playing very good the past couple of games. This one seemed to be a bit of a down game for him. 223 passing yards, two touchdowns, but two picks including a costly pick 6 to Adrian Phillips. So I mean, they're still over 500. I still think they have what it, they still have what it takes to be first in the AFC West. Um though, I do believe that the Raiders are ahead they're leading now i think the raiders are 5 and 2 at the moment yep so i mean we'll see and as for the patriots mac jones 18 of 35 218 yards this seems to be the norm for him he seems to have yeah. been... the running game um damian harris seemed pretty good and then the other brandon bolden um the rest of the running backs they just didn't seem that well but you know they still won so that's all that matters
1: yeah I mean I think the main takeaway from this game is how much Los Angeles's offense has stalled since their win against the uh Browns a few weeks ago oh yeah Uh, I think it's gone from Super Bowl caliber to mid-level at best the Patriots are getting really good stuff done on offense and on defense. I really like what they're doing. I'm glad that they're moving away from uh, having a strict reliance on Damian Harris, although they're still using him a lot. Yeah. Um. They're spreading the ball around a lot. They have Nelson Aguilar, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, and Hunter Henry, and Jonu Smith, and Nikhil Harry, kind of, that they're all spreading the ball to.
0: So that's good that they're getting the ball out. Um yeah. yeah. So is it time to worry for the car- uh, Chargers? Or- no. Nah, nah. They they'll be fine. All right. And you know, the Patriots still don't think they're beating the Bills in the AFC East, but you know, could be contenders. No, I think they are. Really?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. After what I've seen from the Bills, absolutely they could beat them. All right. I they could they could beat them twice, sweep their division and make the playoffs and I wouldn't be surprised. Because because look at the Bills right now. The Bills are only beating bad teams and they're crushing bad teams, but they're only it's only bad teams. Actually, they're not even crushing them anymore. The last game they won 26 to 11. And Josh Allen is a, a much less reliable passer than last year for all the praise that he's getting heaped on him. This is a very defensive-led team. If you're asking me whether I think Mac Jones can lead the charge against this defense, especially with such a strong ground game with Harris and the people behind him always playing a role, I think that the Patriots absolutely could score, like, 41 points on the Bills and and beat Josh Allen.
0: Okay, I don't think they're scoring 41 points. Well,
1: that's what you're going to need to score, and I think they can score that if it comes down to it.
0: Yeah, but, I mean... I think if it comes to those type of games, it's going to be Mac Jones that wins it for them and not the running game. Well, it can be both. It can and it should be both. Yeah. I mean, but we haven't seen a game where the running game and the passing game has been good. It's either one or the other. Uh, I would point this game. I mean, Mac Jones wasn't really good. Like, really? At that level. Oh, was- I think he is. He was not bad at best, in my opinion.
1: If Jamar Chase wasn't the shoe in rookie of the year, I would give it to Mac
0: Jones. Yeah, there is that, but the rest of his team, he, he I think the rest of the team is leading him. He hasn't. Yeah, yeah,
1: see, I'm not going by that anymore. I I was saying that early in the season, but I'm I'm starting to see a lot more for Mac Jones himself, and it's I think it's I think it's showing through really well. I, let's Let's just imagine for a second. Put Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson or Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Give him Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and Jacoby Myers and Hunter Henry and Nikhil Harry and Johnny Smith. He's probably, they're probably all going to suck. Even
0: Wilson. Give them the Patriots organization. And maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But you know, and maybe that, it's and the that makes to... me sad because my favorite player of all time is on the Jets.
0: Who knows? But. Yeah, well, I guess we should move on right now. Yeah. All right, next game we have the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle winning 31 to 7. Geno Smith won a game. Don't care.
1: It's I'm... the Jaguars. Don't care.
0: Yeah. Tyler Lockett had 142 receiving yards. So that's a plus after not really being that much of a factor the previous couple of games? It's not because he wasn't a
1: factor. It's because Geno Smith doesn't know how to freaking target him until this game. Oh, yeah, that was true. See, this is what happens. It's Oh, it's so crazy that when you throw to your good receivers, good things happen. What a concept. Yeah, and you're not just dumping the ball off to Freddie Swaim
0: and whatever jackals are behind him. Yeah. A good note for the Seahawks is that Russell Wilson did, did get the pins removed from his hand. So, he should be back in the next couple of weeks, which is good because I'd rather have Russell Wilson over Geno Smith.
1: That's actually the best news I've heard all day.
0: Yeah. In
1: a, in a completely unironic. So,
0: corner. Seahawks fans
1: and oh, and fans of not atrocious football.
0: Yeah. So, Seahawks fan, that's something to look forward to. The Jaguars started to look like the Jaguars again. Uh, Trevor Lawrence threw the ball 54 times. I think that's the most he's ever thrown so far. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really help when Carlos Hyde only gets 32 yards and he's really leading rusher. Yeah,
1: I'm really disappointed in uh, the Jaguars after this showing. I, I think I saw that I wasn't paying attention to this game too closely because Trevor Lawrence, Geno Smith is like... Iffy. Ugh, gross. But is James Robinson hurt?
0: Yeah, he is. Okay.
1: He's day-to-day is what they're saying. All right. So, um, I do really like Carlos Hyde, actually. But Carlos Hyde is definitely no James Robinson. So, get him back
0: in the lineup, please. Because he's all they have. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our next game. We have the Washington football team and the Denver Broncos. Denver winning this game seventeen to ten. Sid, my prediction is making your team better. Maybe
1: Taylor Heineke, slight regression, more like
0: deep regression. He stinks. He's he's definitely starting to regress right now. Um, honestly, I didn't watch that game, this game as much because, um. Well, the Broncos did block two field goals, and I was wondering why. And then I realized... You're wondering why they blocked field goals? Yes, and this... You mean how, right? Yes. And it's not... No, no, I understand. You got to get past the blockers, (laughs) and you got to touch the ball. I know that. But, like... I just... Well, I'm just saying, it's like, why would they block the field goal? And then it's like, well, would you rather they let it through? And then I realized, um, Washington... Washington's kicker is Chris Blewett. <laughs> and Chris Blewett kind of blew it. I mean, well, maybe. Uh, he was blocked, so maybe it wasn't his fault. It's probably the blocker's nope, fault.
1: Nope, it's his fault. His name's Blewett. <laughs> yeah. So there, is, there are a lot of rules that were broken this week in the NFL. Oh, yeah. We got the Saints' rule, we've got the Geno Smith rule, the Vikings' rule is still okay, which yeah. I'm happy about. Now we've got the Blewett rule. At least one missed field goal every two games. Yeah. And we've hit our quota for two games. I mean, his last name is Blewett. He's a kicker. You need a
0: name change if that's if that's the sport you're going to play. Yep. Um. Well, Broncos, still a bit iffy on him. You know, the defense is slight. It's probably gone now, now that Von Miller is gone. Oh, it's toast. This is probably a rebuild season now. Um, yeah, they are 500, but Von Miller didn't deserve to be here. We suck. Justin uh, Simmons, two picks. Yes, but it was on Taylor Heineke, and he's regressing. Yeah. You finally admitted it. I'm so happy. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to, honestly, my favorite game of this week, the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh. New Orleans winning 36-27, to breaking our New Orleans rule with the alter- alternating wins and losses, though Jameis Winston did suffer an ACL injury, and it didn't really help that after the game, he was dancing on his injured knee. If you guys saw that video of the Saints locker room and Jameis Winston dancing on his left injured knee... Very cool, Jameis. Yeah, very cool. You've just <laughs> extended your injury.
1: Well, he I think he was already out for the season. It was a torn ACL. But let me tell you guys about a little player named Trevor Simeon. Ah, uh, yes. He's back. He's back, baby. I forgot he was still in the league. I have always one of my main wonders it's a wonder of the world for me, is that Trevor Simeon, after two I'd say pretty decent years in Denver, you're a Broncos fan, but a little less than decent, but yeah, I would say. Okay. <sighs> slight you're telling me that this seventh round pick didn't exceed expectations greatly in his first two years in denver yeah you, first three years you are right you are right he was uh like i guess above i got the
0: game st- manager level better than heineke ever was i mean i guess i gotta stop comparing him to manning but you know that's all i have
1: you could compare any one of these starters to manning only tom brady adds up yeah that's true so i would say that Trevor Simeon? Yes, please. I think he's going to win more games than James would win in this offense. I am
0: excited to watch him. I want Trevor Simeon to get the start. I don't know why
1: he was ever a third-string quarterback. I'm excited for Simeon.
0: Yeah, the one thing I don't want is the Saints to say, oh, let's put uh, Taysom Hill in at quarterback. Yay. Leave him
1: in that gadget role. He's fine there. Yeah, As someone who watched BYU football, I can tell you that... Putting Taysom Hill in an offense is only going to cause you problems because he will either get injured or lose games in a, like, glorious fashion. Yep. People people who want Taysom Hill to be the starting quarterback didn't really, I don't think they watched BYU football, which is, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. It's not something that people should be excited about. He's also injured.
0: Yeah. All right, well, let's go- move on to the last two games of this week. We have Sunday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings, with Dallas winning this game 20-16 to with Cooper Rush as their starting quarterback. But as we said, there's the Kirk Cousins on primetime rule, so this was inevitable.
1: I think if Dallas didn't have a quarterback on their roster, they would have won this game.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, that's a joke, but...
0: Um... I mean...
1: It's Kirk Cousins in prime time, man. I don't I don't understand why there's this rigid inability to win in prime time. I really don't get it. I get that the spotlight's on you. But what is this? Kirk Cousins like tenth year or ninth year?
0: He was paid eighty-four million dollars. Eighty four million dollars. To lose on prime time. Ah Maron Get a new quarterback in there. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is not doing so well. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Uh, Dalvin Cook. They did. They, they all deserve a better quarterback. How about this? I have an idea. Sign Ryan Fitzpatrick in the off season.
1: Play Kirk Cousins in all your non primetime games. Put Ryan Fitzpatrick on in primetime. Just have that two quarterback dynamic. That's not a bad idea. Yes, it is. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it. I the whole point though is that Kirk Cousins just has this complete inability to win a game in primetime. It's like. They started Cooper Rush. I didn't know that until a couple days before that they were going to start Cooper Rush. Yeah. And I think someone asked me at work, hey, you're going to change your pick, right? I was like, no. <laughs> it's no. <laughs> Kirk Cousins on primetime. Why would I change it?
0: <laughs> they Cooper Rush could get injured and I still wouldn't change it. Yeah. Uh, well, there's that. Um, and then we have our last game this week, Monday night. The Kansas City Chiefs and the New York Giants. Kansas City barely winning 20-17 to And, you know, Mahomes, still turnover prone. This offense, still not as good. This team overall, still iffy. Yes, they are 4-4, but we've seen the Chiefs play. This is, I don't know what's going on with them. They barely, they almost lost to the Giants.
1: So, after this game, Patrick Mahomes had a press conference, and I've never seen a human being spout so much out of his you-know-what In such a small amount of time. And like not it's just so much quarterback speak about this well, this team's got a really up and down offense. It's like, yeah, it does. Also, it just nearly lost against the Giants. And he's like claiming that they're they're getting there and they certainly had a lot of great moments. And when he was asked about his first half, he was like, Oh yeah, I did pretty good. No. No, he didn't. They were losing to the Giants in the first, or no, they weren't, but they were close to losing to the Giants in the first half. This game was rough through and through. There were a lot of really horrible moments. Uh, Both of these offenses are not good. The Chiefs are up against the Packers next week, and they're going to fall
0: flat on their face. They're not a
1: good football team.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd say this was a pretty good. Nice game for the Giants, even though they did lose. This was not expected. I mean. Oh, what, for it to be this close? Yeah. I think I, it absolutely was. But Daniel Jones, I mean, he had one costly pick. But, I mean, he played pretty well for the entirety of the game. Um, Devin Booker, I think that. Devontae. Devontae, my apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, former he, former uh, Broncos. Yes. yes. You should know that one. Yep. Return man.
1: Mm-hmm fourth round
0: pick he had 60 yards um not that bad john ross two receptions 72 receiving yards that's not bad at all not bad
1: for a first round pick yeah.
0: that flamed out yeah in cincinnati yep but you know um i mean this this is this was this seems like a positive for the giants possibly after you know previous weeks they're of, gonna get like the ninth overall pick this you Yeah, but i mean th- i see this as a plus for them <laughs> maybe I would
1: see it more as just a downer for the Chiefs. Let me ask you something. Were you were you watching this game? Yes. Because, so, did you also have a problem?
0: Oh, my gosh. The penalties. Ah, uh, yes. Penalties. Gotta love penalties. Oh, my goodness. We love penalties here. I, I don't know
1: whether it was... Okay. Some of the penalties were bogus. Like, there was a face mask penalty on Tay Crowder uh, where there was just I, nothing I, I, on that I, face mask. Uh, But then, just some of the utter nonsense by the players. I think there was, like, a point where it was five penalty calls in a row. And I was just like, when does it end? These are professional football players. And this is not even an exciting game. I mean, it it might be exciting for them. It's like... I don't know. 14-14. I
0: mean, I don't know if it's just a bit of, like, you know, anger and just annoyance that they're not doing as well whatever it is get over it but yeah you can't do that That that's way too many penalties this is how you end up losing games yeah so this they have to fix
1: that and well to be fair the nfl also does have to fix this stupid stupid taunting
0: thing. oh my god please just let us taunt it makes the game more fun it's like some some guy says one thing and then another player's face, and they're oh
1: fifteen yards. It's like
0: I mean, what, what are they That's expecting? Horrible. What are they expecting players to do? Just drop the ball and go back to the sideline. This is over officiating. You are over officiating a bunch of
1: twenty five year old divas who need to yell at each other during a very high pressure, high stress game. Let it happen. Like, come on. Don't slow the flow of the game. It makes it more exciting, and you're just cutting the flow. It makes it a better watch. I am watching bad football when the game is like watching a a car from the 70s start up and turn off over and over again.
0: Yes. So please fix your officiating.
1: Wow. A call to be better. Wow. That's usually my thing to say, hey,
0: stop sucking. Be better at your job. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for all the games of Week 8. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please consider subscribing um, and writing a comment. We have our podcast on um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. I believe we'll be back Thursday for a preview of Week 9. Yes, sir. All right, I'm Sid Kalyani, here with Josh Shippen, and we'll see y'all later. See ya.